Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. I'm not. You're not? 46. You're going 46? Okay. I'm going to go 46. I'm going to write down 46. Look at the, uh, look at the temperature on the uh, Common Surface Savings and Loan Bank. 46? Yeah. Let's go with that official then. You know, not that it would be official or anything. I don't want to get and start another controversy. Yeah. But you could have your opener today with the garage door oh, open. Don't, don't, no, don't, no, don't, not don't. No, 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 no. I'm not calling it an opener. I did not say that. I did not say that. We're not even remotely close to 70 degrees. I am merely pointing out, particularly if you're south-facing, you could have the uh, scramble today with the garage door open. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I just... Good day to squeegee uh, garage floors. No, 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 no. That was just me playing with you. Just messing. <clears throat> yep. What did I just call it? Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> that's not what it is, but I know what you're saying. I got a nice calendar from Captain Paul. Nice. From uh, Deerstad's Bear Lake Lodge. Okay. Uh, wonderful. In fact, it's it's addressed to all of us, but I, I, I think I'll keep the calendar. So, it's got boats and stuff on it? No, it's trains this year. Oh, it's just fantastic. Okay. Thank you, Captain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this just in from Paul Straka, our yeah. friend. Mm-hmm. He's a musician. Yeah. I didn't see this story. Uh, some Someone new was accused almost every week, mm-hmm. and it just developed that Caitlyn Jenner came oh, out no. today and said she had been groped by Bruce Jenner over a period of several years. <laughs> well, Bruce better not show his face again. Well, huh? I mean, that, the, the, Holy uh, man, harump. Caitlyn Jenner, let me try it again. I <laughs> yeah. stumbled. Let's see what you and, got. And of course, time. he included a photo of Caitlyn, who seems yeah. to be wiping a tear. Let's not, uh, we don't want to see any more photos of Caitlyn right now. Caitlyn Jenner came out today and said she had been groped by Bruce Jenner over a period of several years. That's what happens. Eh? Yeah. She groped by him. What's what's height doing? Taking a weird height day? Uh, he's taking a Johnny day. Well, Friday, you know, it's not a bad day to take off a he Friday. He picked a good one, didn't he? Four-day work week for Johnny Height. Uh-huh. He never tells anybody either. He just he must tell Reavers. <clears throat> I don't even know that, but usually if I take a day off, it might be for wax hands or a kid thing. I can never figure what Johnny's are for. Because yeah, he's already got the checkup. He's been cleared, you know, clean bill of health. He did not have a heart attack, yeah. but he keeps, you know, checking his heart and stuff. Have you been following the news out of Paris? Not the giant rats that go for the throat. I do know of that story, yes. Uh, they're having flooding in Paris. I did not know this. Uh, significant flooding. Huh. And I just, I, I looked up the sense when. Oh, okay. Just because you know this will be presented as another example of mankind is ruining the earth. And you've trained yourself to look for these sense. I always go back and just see if it ever happened before. Yeah. Uh, uh the Seine reached 5.6 meters, that's more than 18 feet, Friday morning at the Austerlitz Bridge. It was expected to keep rising. 
reaching a peak of 20 feet over the weekend. That's under the 6.2 meters the Seine reached two years ago and far below the levels reached in 1910. Ah. Which was called the Great Flood when the Seine rose to more than 28 feet in in 1910. So just in case, you know, you're at a cocktail party and uh, a euphorian gets in your face and says, yeah, what about that? What about that flooding in Paris? The Frenchies, huh? yeah. You mean, and then you can say, you mean the one this year or 1910? Yeah, which one are you talking about? In 1910, it was the worst ever. Right. Yeah, that was the worst. See, I'm just trying to provide this information. In 1910, they didn't have the equipment they have now to to maintain or get rid of or, you know, help people out. Yeah, they had to take a few paintings out of the Louvre, stuff like that. They'll be all right. Yeah. It's business as usual. Let's go. Business. Although that floodwaters, you know what that'll do. What? Drive more of those throat clenching rats out of mm-hmm. the out of the sewers. They need the guy from yesterday. The uh the single shot guy that uh well, shot the, guy the rabid Maine? raccoon between the eyes. He's doing his business in, yes. the, in the outhouse and yep. he shot the raccoon with the rabid with, with permission of the uh state authorities. Mm-hmm. That's who they need to call. Why did he even bother to call? Just shoot the damn thing. Well, Maybe to to let them know that there was a rabid raccoon, so maybe there's but there something would, going on. There wouldn't have been a rabid raccoon had he shot it. And plus, uh, if you got an outhouse, chances are you don't have a lot of neighbors. So it's not like anyone would have uh, heard this guy blasting away. Uh, the wild uh, really, really didn't look good last night. Uh, the timber rolls are losing. Uh, the wild got hammered. In Pittsburgh, uh, going into the All Star break, Sidney Crosby, uh, really nice. Uh, that fourth goal for Pittsburgh, just a beautiful setup. That was right before they pulled Dubes. You know, it's a bad sign when you change goalies. That's a, that's one of the most humiliating things in sports, isn't it? But I saw, you know, what Boudreaux did. Hmm. He was very discreet. He gave the uh, 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 Stalock or whoever the backup goalie is the up nod, yeah. and then went like this, like. Get out there with his head. Mm-hmm. No hand gestures, no beat down. He just kind of went up and then. Phew. <laughs> did he I, give, I, I did saw he, it. Did he give Dubes a little, little uh, pat on the Dubes back? Dubes was still on the ice. I didn't see what happened when when Dubes came off the so ice. It was an up nod and a tilt. It was. Uh, he was kind of craning his neck and then he just went. Get out. Up nod and mm-hmm. then out. Mm-hmm. It was cool. I guess yeah. that's my point. It was really cool. Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you doing today? Good. Good. See, I want to be maybe the first to invite you out to Spicer where all this wonderful ice is going for the ice castles. Yes. We have a governor's fishing opener this year on Green Lake at Spicer. Uh, and uh, it should be wonderful out there. The ice will be off the lake, by the way. Where are you? Aren't you due west? Yeah, due west, about 90 minutes from downtown. And what's wonderful about it is... We have a brand-new Hampton Motel in town, plus the other motels we're around. Yeah. And we have another brand-new motel opening on the golf course, 27-hole golf course, which is... What are you in the chamber? Are you in the Chamber of Commerce out there or what? No, I'm a guy that's recruiting guys with boats to help with this because I am a former and retired boat dealer. Okay. And we need 120 boats, and usually we use the bass clubs and the fishing clubs, but we're always short. And there'll be 120 media people. I need a ride in a boat, and uh, we want to make sure some of the guys that have come around to fish the tournaments up there hear about it and get a hold of Dean Anfinson over at County Park 5. Okay. He's going to run it all. All right, thank you. Good luck. 
What? That's worse call screening no, than, than Larry. No, this is community events. This is how we win oh, Crystal Awards. Well, we're not. We don't need to uh, get some boats out there. A guy needs a ride. Guys begging for boats yeah. to take the media out. They don't even know the rules of boat safety, do they? <laughs> boat safety? Yeah. No, they don't. We'll work on that. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. 646-825-5877-615-1500. Do you remember the uh, incoming missile alert scare in Hawaii? Yes. Uh, the guy who did it, who mistakenly set the warning? <laughs> yeah. He's not cooperating I, with in any investigation. I heard he was mum. I wonder why. Why? It sounded like it, it's probably an honest mistake. And if you admit guilt... Yeah, why don't you just say, I screwed up? Right. The Hawaii State employee, employee who mistakenly sent an alert warning of a ballistic missile attack earlier this month is refusing to cooperate with federal and state investigators, officials said yesterday. The head of the Federal Communications Commission Public Safety and Homeland Security Bureau told a U.S. Senate hearing the FCC was pleased with the cooperation it's received so far from Hawaii Emergency Management Agency leadership. But Lisa Falks, got to be careful with very, that. Very name. careful. Yeah, I looked up. Said the commission was disappointed that the agency employee who transmitted the false alert was refusing to cooperate. We hope that person will reconsider, she told Senate Commerce Committee members. Hawaii Emergency Management Agency spokesman Richard Raposa said his agency has encouraged all employees to cooperate with all investigations. But he said this employee also has refused to cooperate with the agency's internal investigation. Hmm. Would that point to some, was he on the phone with the girlfriend or, uh, hey, watch this or hold my beer? Right. Raposa said he couldn't speak to why the employee wasn't cooperating with federal investigators. Let's go back to see who Raposa is. Raposa is the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency spokesman. So let's parse that sentence. Raposa said he couldn't speak to why the employee wasn't cooperating with federal investigators. That means one of two things. He has no earthly idea why or he's protected from having to or he's uh, he's required to not disclose because of data privacy as a spokesperson he should be clearer he should be more clear as to which whether it is a or b with regard to our internal investigation he has taken the position that he provided a written statement shortly after the incident and doesn't need to speak to investigators but he has nothing to add raposa said the agency has not identified the employee He continues to work at the agency, though has been reassigned to a section where he doesn't have access to the clown buttons. An FCC spokeswoman did not immediately respond to a a question about what reason the employee has given for not cooperating. The alert was sent to cell phones, TV, radio stations. On January 13, it caused widespread panic and confusion. The problem was compounded by the lengthy amount of time, 38 minutes. It took the emergency management agency to send a corrected alert. And remember the... Well, because uh, the governor forgot the password. That's what it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senator Brian Schatz told the committee he was introducing 
legislation that would make it clear that the authority to issue missile alerts rests with U.S. Departments of Defense and Homeland Security, not with state and local governments. It's increasingly clear to me that if we get all 50 states and all the territories and 3,007 counties across the country participating in this program, the likelihood of another mistaken missile alert as a result of human or bureaucratic error error is not zero, Shatz. Come on, talk, dummy. Just right. I mean, what what would he have to say? I screwed up or I did it on purpose? Those are the two options. Uh, the Winter Carnival is already underway. Yeah, I like that. I'm happy about that. I didn't get to go down to the lighting, but I know some people that did, and they uh, they were thrilled. And I'm already being uh, texted by people who find it terribly amusing uh, to accuse me of being the clue writer. Right. Come on, people. We know he's not. Earlier in the week, this year. they said, uh, with all of this snow, no one will ever find where you've hidden it. So I just played along with that oh, moron you. and said, I haven't hidden it yet. Ah. I do not write the clues, and I can tell you in all honesty, I have no idea what they mean. With each passing year, they, they become more confounding to me. Well, have you been reading them? Yeah, traditionally, even starting with the first clue, usually you every... Know, you know that there's 10 grand at stake? Yeah. 10 grand. Yeah, if you have a registered button. Yeah, no wonder people get into it. Um, but usually... Uh, whoever writes the clue, the clue writers, usually plainly say it's... It's in Ramsey County. It's it's you know within the. This one didn't. Well, I I don't think it can be out of Ramsey County. Can well, it? correct. And this one didn't directly um, relay that. But yesterday it was full of numbers and and right. gibberish that I don't understand at all. And well, you don't want to give it away either. You don't want to say if I you're Whalen, it's sitting at Phelan. I pine for the days though. You know the sky was blue, the snow was white. Look for a sign that says "I love egg whites" or okay, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Something where it's it's you're more of a literalist than a contextualist when it comes to oh, trying those are to big big words. For yeah, you. I know. Very I'll good. retell the story quickly. My favorite treasure hunting story when I was out with my mother. Yeah. In uh, Como, hell, this had to be mid fifties, and I my glasses came off and fell into the snow. And I've told this story before. <clears throat> Younger people won't remember this, but your your glasses were apparently a, quite an expense to the household. Uh, I, I would imagine they might still be, but they were expensive, in other words, and you you uh, you couldn't afford to lose your glasses. So we're pawing around in the snow, and she she finds them and says, "I find, I got them, I got them." At which point... And holds them up, what, triumphantly? Yeah, and at which point these hordes start advancing on her with their shovels and uh, broomsticks. And she said, no, 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 his glasses. I found his glasses. Uh, and then we uh, skulked out of there because she thought she would come under attack. That's my only uh, treasure hunting story. That's the only, that's only one really I have. recall going out to, to do that? Well... I mean, uh, your first. Maybe that was your first. I can't do it now. I, I mean, I can go look, but I can't. If right. I found it, I couldn't keep the money. Has that ever bothered you? Not a, not in the least. No? No. No one in my family could look for it. I could look for it. You can. Because I'm not part of your family. What's the name on it's that? It's a concerned citizen, Joe. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Mayor, um, what does it mean when the clue 
Mia Culpa, sorry, the Sculpa, sir. Um, just confusing on when you write the clues. Could you just be a little more specific? He should there? be clear in what you're saying, right, yeah, sir? sir it, it just kind of makes my head spin a little bit, sir. I'm a little bit confused on your on your implying. How do I get back in the club, sir? I guess I just don't know what you mean. Could you please explain when you like write the clues? It's just so confusing, sir. All right, thank you. I'll be more careful. Who's the guy who calls us? Stu. Stu. We haven't heard from Stu. Where's Stu? I hope uh, Stu is nothing. I hope nothing's happened to Stu. Well, doesn't he head up a? I think he heads up a group. Uh, some of the treasure hunters have uh, put themselves in groups and they give themselves names, and then presumably they're going to uh, split the take if they ever get it. But I think I began this by saying uh, the carnival's already underway. I think it's an extra week long this year because of the uh, Super Bowl. And my friend uh, Ziggy Wolf, my good friend Ziggy Wolf, who I've thought highly of <clears throat> and have always said kind things about, uh, he's throwing the party for the owners at the Union Depot uh, the night before the Super Bowl, uh, after which Sting will play. And I know, I just know that uh, Ziggy will get around to giving me a call and saying, you want to you want to come to that? And I, I would, I would, I would. Uh, I'll sit with Ziggy and uh, take in the Sting concert and Frank Caliendo. And the yeah, whole, I haven't, the uh, I'm, I keep checking my email to make sure we didn't miss anything yet. Mm-hmm. A couple of invites are out there, though. Not to the owner's party, but... Is uh, Reavers ready in Height's place? Oh, uh, yeah, because John Height is off today doing something. Have you ever been to Love Street? Have you tried on all the shoes? Commencing Garage Logic Segment number three. Thank you, Joe, and this report is brought to you by It's Just Lunch. The Wolves couldn't keep pace with the reigning NBA champs last night as they fell 126-113 to in Golden State. Kevin Durant led the way with 29 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. Carl Anthony Towns had 31 points and 11 rebounds in the losing effort for the Wolves. The Warriors had a 63-18 to point advantage on three-pointers last night. Wolves are off tonight before they return home to host Brooklyn tomorrow. Tip from Target Center is at 8 p.m. Did Butler play? He did not play last night. Is this becoming a growing concern? Uh, I would suspect so. I would wait until after. If he doesn't play tomorrow night, then we should sound the alarm. Are they home tomorrow night? They're home against Brooklyn tomorrow night. uh, On that last statistic, they scored 63 points in three-pointers, and we scored 18. Yep. You're gonna lose. There's your margin right yeah. there, folks. Yes, okay. You are you are correct, rookie. <clears throat> I'm glad how, they don't how do bad, that every night. I can look it up. How bad were the wild out shot last night? Uh you know what? I just had that number and I don't have well, I, don't I bet have it was significant. I it, got it right it here. Was I got it. I got it. Keep going. I'll interrupt when I find it. The Wild dropped their fifth their last six on the road last night in Pittsburgh. The Penguins chased goalie Devin Dubnik, who allowed four goals in the first period and a half. Alex Stalock replaced him, and he wasn't much better, allowing two goals in the third period. Don't mind me. Wild yeah. scored a couple late to make it a 6-3 to three final. They are now off on their All-Star break. The All-Star game will be held this Sunday in Tampa Bay, and the game can be heard right here at 2.30. Nice. Wild currently tied. Well, Stalock faced 18 shots. Yep. 
And Dubnik faced 28 or 20. Oh, let's see. 21. 21 shots. So that's 39. 39. And their guy uh, faced 26 shots. That's, that's, yeah. uh, the Wild currently tied with Colorado and Anaheim for eighth place at 57 points. However, Colorado has the game in hand. In hand. Gopher men's hockey hosts number one Notre Dame this weekend. Gophers are currently ranked number nine in the pairwise rankings. The puck drop from Mariucci Arena tonight is at 7 p.m. and can be watched on ESPN2. If you missed it yesterday, uh, late yesterday, the Milwaukee Brewers made a splash. They traded four top prospects to Miami for all-star outfielder Christian Yelich. They also signed free agent outfielder Lorenzo Cain to the largest deal of the offseason to this point at five years and $80 million. News notes from today, Michigan State Athletic Director Mark Hollis announced his retirement today. The second university official to step down this week amid sharp criticism over the school's handling of sexual abuse allegations against former sports doctor Larry Nasser. Hollis, who had been on the job for 10 years, disclosed the move during a meeting with a small group of reporters on campus. He was asked why he would not stay on. He says, quote, because I care, holding back tears. When you look at the scope of everything, that's the reason I made the choice to retire now, and I hope that has a little bit, a little bit of helping the healing process, end quote. Michigan State President Luanna Simon submitted her resignation late Wednesday, hours after Nasser, a former employee at Michigan State, was sentenced to 40 to 175 years in prison for molesting young girls and women under the guise of medical treatment. Several of the 150-plus victims who spoke at his hearing were former athletes at the school and many victims accused the University of Mishandling past complaints about Nasser, who also is accused of molesting Olympians and other young gymnasts while working for USA Gymnastics. We really have to uh, clean house. We might not make... Aren't the Olympics... One of the Summer uh, Olympics, two coming years? Up, uh, coming up shortly. But for gymnastics... Oh, I don't know. I think it's two it's years two from years, now, I think. Yeah. Two years. But we've got to clean Are you pretty worried about it? Well, no, but I don't even understand what happened with this doctor. I know he did bad stuff, but were why? these girls unconscious when he worked on no, them? No, but they were very young. Well, that's pathetic. But in some of them, were, the parents were there. A lot of complaints, uh, allegedly, a lot of complaints um, went ignored. Went ignored. Yeah, yeah. Well, then that places this scandal into the uh, whatever the overriding body is of U.S. gymnastics. I, for, I think that's what these girls are calling for mm-hmm. is saying that, that everybody needs to go. I forget who wrote the piece, but someone even suggested that USA Gymnastics might not even exist at the next Olympics because of this. Not. Well, yeah. how about getting these these gals that were uh, gymnasts who would have some knowledge, maybe they and, and would have compassion, maybe they could start coaching or, or teaching these gals. A state review of government agencies released today found 266 complaints of sexual harassment over the past six years and revealed that the state paid out $709,000 in settlements for seven sexual harassment cases. It's your money, by the way. What? Since mm-hmm. 2015. Minnesota Management and Budget released a report that recommends numerous changes to how the state handles sexual harassment. Recommendations included creating an independent office to receive reports, investigate, and enforce government policies. The report suggested studying the creation of an external hotline to report sexual harassment and adding guidelines on the roles and responsibilities of people who witness others being harassed. The state should hire and retain more diverse managers and improve the retention of women in leadership posts, the report states. 
It said 80% of employees who report sexual harassment will leave the workplace within two years, no matter the outcome of their complaint. The data included in the report shows that 51% of complaints received from 2012 to 2017, or 135 of the 266 complaints, were substantiated. 37% were unsubstantiated. The Department of Corrections received 73 complaints, the most of any agency during those six years. A Minneapolis senior home has been cited for neglect after a resident fell and was left on the floor of her room for nearly 10 hours and then later died. Oh, my gosh. A state health department investigation found that several employees at Ebenezer Care failed to respond to an activated bed alarm and also failed to make regular checks on the resident on the night of her fall in August of last year. The woman's health deteriorated after the fall, and she died 26 days later, according to a state investigation report released yesterday. A spokesperson for Fairview Health Services, which owns the facility, said today that it was preparing a response to the state report. The woman, who suffered from Alzheimer's disease and coronary heart disease, fell at about 11 p.m. but was not found by staff until 8.45 the next morning. The woman's bed alarm was activated at the time of her fall, but there was no evidence that anyone had responded to the call. A western Wisconsin school district said changes are in the works after a kindergarten student was mistakenly left on a school bus Wednesday and no one knew about what it. What happened, Matt? Uh, procedure was Didn't not followed. Procedure. Yep. Unity School District Superintendent Brandon Robinson called the incident, which occurred Wednesday morning, troubling and unacceptable and said the private bus company that provides transportation for the district told him they are taking corrective measures to ensure student safety. Was he a sleeper? Yeah, yeah. he fell asleep. He got to check the seats. That's part of the procedure. Cobus and Buses, based in Wisconsin, is the contractor. Melissa Mons, five-year-old son, Daryl, fell asleep on the way to elementary school and woke up in a dark, empty bus with no driver in sight. All of them got off, he thought, and he pulled into the bus garage where he parked it and didn't do a check. The mother you said the check. bus driver. That's part of the package. Uh, the bus driver was terminated after the incident. Yeah. Mon said school leaders told her video surveillance showed what happened to her son over the next half hour. It's actually he's a pretty sharp kid, by the way. They say that my son, 20 minutes after being on the bus, got up, walked down the aisle, exited the bus, then exited the bus garage, walked across the parking lot where thankfully he was smart enough to go inside the building, she said. Daryl found a janitor in the basement of the school where the uh, who took the boy, excuse me, back to el- the elementary school principal. Mon said that she can't found help. a janitor in the basement of the bus garage. Well, the bus garage is adjacent to the high school. I see. Yeah, and that's where he walked across I the school see. to the I high see. school. I yeah. see. Remember, we had this. Every day I get Junior at St. Louis St. Junior at St. Kate's. Hey, Bussy! This kid's at Madison. He's a junior. Can you leave me on the bus? You're going down! Madison? That was the neighborhood Sam, the neighbor. He's at Madison. Well, we've been on to these bus problems for years, haven't we? Uh, yeah, yeah. follow procedure. I got mm-hmm. a bus company that's very near where I live, where yeah. I reside. Yeah. yeah. And they got the giant sign out front that. How much experience necessary? That says no experience necessary. Well, I drive by one. Uh, I think every we got to take those signs down. Yeah. Much experience. I, I get it that you're looking for people to work. I understand I'd that. I'd run completely. a tight bus. Tight bus, right? I would run a tight bus. The process. The, what do you I got? wouldn't put up with any shenanigans. Right. And you know what? You're on time. Oh, you're damn right. I am. <laughs> 
Do we? Uh, who do we have in the weather bureau today? Do we I know? believe it's. Uh, I believe Dave is back. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. It's beautiful outside right now. It's 46, very spring-like outside. A lot of melting going on, so you're using the wiper fluid a lot. Uh, that'll probably continue through this evening. Temperatures are going to start to drop, though, later on tonight. The overnight low does get down below freezing, so a lot of this uh, water that's on the roadways may refreeze tonight. Watch out for that. Mostly cloudy skies as well overnight. Then for tomorrow... Uh, more clouds around 34 for the high. West winds at around 5 to 10. Temperatures falling in the afternoon. Mostly cloudy skies. Light snow showers by tomorrow night. 10 above for the low. 20 for the high on Sunday. 15 Monday. Warms up a little bit. Back into the 20s for Tuesday and Wednesday. A uh, chance of some snow there, but doesn't look like a big deal. Uh, enough to maybe slow down traffic a little bit Tuesday night into early Wednesday. But then Thursday, 4 above for the high. 5 below for the low. Friday, 9 above, 3 below for the low. All these people from out of town coming in are going to really see that Minnesota is cold. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a possibility of some snow, maybe even significant snow, by the time we get to Saturday night into Super Bowl Sunday. It's something worth watching, and we, of course, will be watching it because a lot of people will be trying to get out of town then. That, they could have trouble as well. But for today, gorgeous out there, sunshine. We're at 46 right now, Joe. All right, thank you. Among my many predictions is one that says we'll probably get to the point where we won't be able to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Men in France could be fined $435 if they ask a woman for her phone number. This is this is a, a prediction you made long ago that I it's scoffed coming. at and did not want to come to fruition. But apparently that just took a big giant step. Uh, this is a draft proposal to combat sexual contempt. Is it really contemptuous to ask someone for their phone number? Uh, it used to be charming. They and also they could also, say, no, leave me alone, you pervert. They also can be fined if they whistle at a woman or make loud comments. Like, hey, baby. What's up, baby? What's that? How you doing, baby? Mm -hmm. The new report will will be presented to the French government in the coming days, local media report. The plans come from a parliamentary working group set up by France's Secretary of State for Equality, Marlene Schiappa. The politicians behind the proposal suggest that men who violate women's freedom of movement in public space should face a minimum fine of $90 euro for those who can pay on the spot. What a scam. Hey, we're going to cut you a deal here. Hey, right here. You pay now. Wait a minute. You just asked uh, Francois there for her phone number. Yeah. You got 90 bucks on you? Because if you don't have 90 bucks on you, then if you wait, we're going to get 435 bucks out we'll of you. We'll take the 90 right now. I'm going to pay you 90 right now. Donnez-moi votre argent. Give that me mean? your money. Yeah. <laughs> what a scam. They should face a minimum fine of $90 euro for those who can pay on the spot. If the fine is delayed, it could reach 350 euros. The document will be presented to Chiapa, Minister of Justice Nicole Belloubet, and Minister of the Interior Gerard Colombe. Ah, pretty good on the names there, Frenchie. Chiapa initially called for the legislation in October, saying that street harassment should be punishable. The 34-year-old feminist is working closely with French President Emmanuel Macron, who once said that harassment could be combated 
by creating a simpler verbalization procedure so that there is an immediate response when it occurs. Are you what? What the hell is happening to us? Where are we headed? Okay, what happened to the gal saying no? I'm not uh, going to give you my number. Boy, you're you're handsome. You know I, what you are? I'd like Pain to go to in lunch the ass, fella. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Right. But we don't do that anymore. <clears throat> it's a 25-page report is yet to be made public, and it's unclear what its authors define as being an example of sexual contempt. West France newspaper, which saw the report, says that following a woman, asking for her phone number, and whistling at her could all be punishable, as would making loud remarks about a woman's looks. Well, just normal decorum would prevent that, wouldn't it, in many cases? This all happens before insults and sexual assault, which are already punishable by the penal code, says Erwin Balanant, one of the authors behind the report. Balanant explains that the measures are necessary as there isn't a police officer on every corner to stop this. Huh. Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. That's a, that's a ruling from the salon, isn't it? Yes. Uh, according to the High Council for Equality between Women and Men, 100% of women claim they have been harassed on public transport at least once. 100%. I don't believe that. I don't believe that either. With 82% of those questioned being younger than 17. If approved, the proposal will be presented at parliamentary debates in the National Assembly and the Senate. Before receiving the report, Chiapa indicated she favors even stronger measures, saying that she thinks 90 bucks is a bit weak. Critics of the measure also say it might not go far enough. <laughs> so there's there's leftists who don't find this to be enough. Uh they call it, so if they follow a woman in the hopes of, of getting her phone number yeah. down the Champs-Élysées, Champs-Élysées, that's, you know what they're calling that? Stalking. You know, you never want uh, women to feel uncomfortable when they're out walking. But... How is sexual contempt to be separated from flirting? Well, I can answer that. How is it? Tell that me. Flirting will be punishable by law. They're, they are going to draw no distinction. What this what this basically says is flirtatious behavior is sexual contempt. How we're going to get to the point where you can't talk to anybody. Think of how many relationships over the years, relationships of famous people, rich people, poor people, was uh, started with some flirting. Hey, how are you, Elise Fegley? Another author of the report has been accused of vagueness by answering the question, how do you separate flirtation from contempt? You know what her answer is? What? Seduction should be done in a relationship of equality and not domination. Well, that's meaningless. To to her, that's the equivalent of uh, you can't give uh, Levy Pounds a parking ticket. You'd be accused of racism. This is the same thing. You can't, you can't ask, a, in this feminist eyes, any flirtatious behavior at all would be an example of a dominant male. Therefore, it should be punishable by law. Then how in the hell is the world supposed to propagate itself into the next millennia? You're going to get to the point where, in France at least, you're going to get to the point where you're not allowed to talk to anybody. Uh, public transport, they're cracking down there. Uh while the campaign against sexual harassment continues to gather pace across the globe, 
numerous French celebrities have rallied against the hashtag MeToo movement. Catherine Deneuve, Bridget Bardot, and Letitia Casta uh, are among those who do not consider themselves to be feminists and say that flirting with a woman is not offensive. All right. Mark my words. You're going to get to the point where you are not going to be allowed to talk to anybody. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchelet. Jeff, go ahead, please. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. They, they've they already changed what it means to be a man and a woman in this society. Mm-hmm. Now they're changing the language even further yep. to flirting is now sexual harassment. No, it's worse than that. It's contempt. It's contemptuous. It's yeah. contemptuous behavior. Yep. It's human behavior. Yes, it is. That's that. That's what guarantees the 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 the, the continuation of the species. Well, remember what I've told you: Mysterians don't like people. Right, they're Malthusian scummies. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. Yeah. So there. All right, thank you. Mysterians do not like people. You look at all of the stuff we talk about. Yeah. At the root of it is contempt, all right. It's contempt for humanity. Let's let's continue to talk about sexual harassment as I continue to find ways, however improbable. Well, just a minute. I still can't believe your prediction. ESPN so is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. 46 still. 46 Warm. lovely degrees. We'll be back.